Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. The following is rated MA. Some people may find it offensive. It contains language, adult themes and immature content, as well as fart jokes. There will be lots of fart jokes. Listener discretion is advised. You've been warned. Welcome to the Weekly Watch, and like a relationship just starting out, we're celebrating the little things. We're celebrating our three-month anniversary. Been a cool ride so far, some serious stuff, some highly immature shit, some variety, some fun too, plenty of great names and even greater stories. We're currently in the middle of a massive month of interviews. I've been glued in the studio, aka the converted spare bedroom, bashing out story after story and interview after interview. Some of the names we've chatted to in the past fortnight include Kenny Edwards, Adrian Vowles, Adam Dewey, Brett White, Corey Waddell, Chris Flannery, Laurie Daly and Chris Walker. And interviews coming up in the next seven days, Neil Henry, Regan Campbell-Gillard, Maddie Bowen, Scott Sattler, Connolly Lemuelu, John Cartwright, Tyrone May, Kevin Campion and a bucket load more. In total, we'll probably have about 150 new interviews to listen to over the next few months. The guys have been great in giving their time. Hey, thanks for your support listening and subscribing. You are subscribing, right? Really appreciate it. We're doing our best to bring you something different and someone completely different every week, either on the Weekly Watch, the Blast or the Legends series. Thank you to our awesome sponsors, the legends that are Galaxy Finance and Griffin Air Conditioning. Their direct links are on our website, andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. We'd love if you could support those that support us. As a result, it's prize week. We've got 10 Andy Raymond unfiltered truckers hats to give away. Really easy to win. On Apple Podcasts, that purple icon, leave a five-star rating and review, screenshot it, and email the pic to mailbox at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. The first 10 to do so win a hat. It's that easy. In your review, write something random, something that gets our attention, something a little different. Tell us your favourite 80s supermodel, your favourite palmy, or about the last time you got locked up. Whatever you want, stand out and win a hat. We saw and enjoyed watching Harry Grant make his debut for Queensland last week in The Decider. Yep, Queensland. Well done. Congratulations. It was his senior debut He played 20s for his state in 2017 and 2018, and the opposing hooker was this man, Cowboy Reese Robson. Mate, what did you make of Harry's game in The Decider? Played unreal, didn't he? No, I think that's sort of all you can ask for on a debut. He played very well, and a line break there, and a try, and caught the win too. So, um, yeah, it's not too much else you can ask for out of a debut. Did it surprise you how well he played? Um, actually, yeah, I think he's a great player, so I wasn't too surprised. Um, 
showed what he had. But um, yeah, I guess obviously I can't really tell him. Never playing Origin myself at the moment, but um, to how he would handle it. So, um, but no, he did very well. Obviously, as everyone saw on Wednesday night. You played against him. What do you consider his strengths? Um, yeah, I think he's just yeah, he's pretty crafty out of nine, and I think he's just got a um, he's got a good motor on him. He seems to um. Always be competing, which I think is really big for a footballer. If you can compete a lot, then um, I think that takes you a long way to being a great footballer. There was a whole lot of really good hookers coming through at the one time with guys like yourself and Harry and Blake Braley as well. And you have all improved out of sight. That competition, it seems, has been really good for you guys. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, as you said, there's been a lot of... um, good hookers sort of come through in um, my sort of age group and um, yeah I guess yeah there has been a little bit of competition there which sort of probably has helped us all develop um, and sort of make that step up into the NRL and hopefully you can continue that competition and see where that goes. What about the recent Danny Green Legends series interview between the ropes? A three-part series, an absolute cracker. The bloke is an out-and-out legend. It's captivating listening. If you haven't or you're not a fight fan and you're not sure, just do it. It's an absolute beauty and worth checking out. Here's a little preview. So as you can tell, mate, it upsets me greatly, but what upsets me is that Paul Briggs still has never put his hand up and gone, yeah, I fucked up. I did the wrong thing. I shouldn't have taken the fight. I should have been. I should have been straight. But I need the money. That's okay, mate. You need the money. I'd have given you the fucking money. No problem. Pay me back. Don't get how long it takes. We're fighters. I'll do that. You're a fucking warrior. But now I've lost all respect for Paul Briggs, and he still lies to this day about it. He still goes on. But they're the facts, Andy. Anything else is a fucking. Anything else is a myth. Anything else is fabricated. And this is in black and white. So it's a sad chapter in boxing in my life. And it's something that I, that I always get asked about and it takes a long time to answer because it can't, I can't just go, oh, yeah. And then when people go, oh, you, you actually hit him? Yeah, I fucking hit the guy. The guy and, and Paul Briggs didn't actually lie down. He didn't take a dive. He was actually hit with the punch. Mm. It's called a brainstem injury, mate. It's called a, it's, and, and so in fairness to Briggs, he, he didn't actually take a dive. He was just in terrible fucking condition and he shouldn't have been there. But his team, the, 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 the blame, has to lie with his team as well. Blame doesn't lie on me, man. The blame lies with his fucking team who never, ever, ever cared for him. And next week on the Legends Series, Rugby League Royalty Laurie Daly, like you have never heard before, and a story about his debut game in 1987, and the coach was a guy called Bennett. Uh, I actually recall the lead-up to me being in that team. Um... I think I played a couple of weeks beforehand the Bulldogs in the SG ball. Yep. And I'd scored a few tries. And, and in those days, because I was a contracted player, even though I was playing um, in Jersey Fleet and, and Bradley Clyde was playing in SG ball, we had to turn up for training with the first grade team because on the Tuesday night, you'd have a club session. Yep. So. You know, the 23s, reserve grades, first grades, and anyone else that was contracted, young guys, they'd have to turn up and you train as a club. So I turned up on this particular night, and I didn't know whether Wayne Bennett knew who I was or not. I just turned up every Tuesday for <laughs> six weeks, and seven weeks, and, you know, no one had said anything to me. I just, you know, <laughs> ran around and did what I had to do. 
And um, and um, Wayne sort of pulled me aside and he goes, uh, and, and I'd scored yeah, a couple of tries against Canterbury. And he goes, how do you reckon you went on the weekend? And and I had a really good game, but I wasn't going to say that to Wayne. I said, oh, you know, I went okay. I probably could have uh, done X, Y and Z a little bit better. And Wayne, in the fashion uh, that only he can do, he said, well, if that's the best you got, he said, the Raiders are in some trouble, aren't they? And walked away. And I just went, wow, wow. Brutal. The coach doesn't like me here. And then about, I reckon, two weeks later, he picked me from, I think I progressed, I went to 23s. And then um, he he selected me out of 23s into into the first grade side. So um, it all sort of happened pretty quickly and happened around origin time. So I think he was just obviously trying to keep my feet on the ground without letting me, you know, get too carried away and realising that, you know, I may have had some talent, but if you want to play first grade, then you're going to have to continue to work hard and it's not going to come easy to you. So, um, yeah, so he sort of put, put me back in my place a little bit and then sort of a couple of weeks later, just out of nowhere, sort of gave me an opportunity. I don't know what's a better one, that one or the Brent Tate story who we interviewed on the Legends series a few weeks back. And Brent was playing for the Broncos and was selected to make his Queensland debut. And they were at a presentation night with the Broncos when it was announced. And Wayne walked up to Tate as the story goes and says, congratulations, but that's only four people's opinion, and turned and walked away. He was quite brutal at, at times, Wayne, but he was um, he was straight to the point and, and never uh, mucked around with his words. But if you came back and you were proving him wrong, um, he admired that or he would be giving you some words of encouragement in his way yep. uh, because he knew you had plenty of talent and you weren't utilising that talent. You're listening to Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Want to be part of the team? We have both corporate and private sponsorship packages available. You set the terms. Check out the website at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au or send an email to Terry, that's with an I, at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. This is serious shit we just need to know. Okay, the 336 gamer for the South Sydney Rabbitohs, John Sutton, drops on in. Sutto, are you a steak and three veg or tofu, bacon, salad type of guy? Steak. Bacon, and veg. Favourite social media platform? Oh, Instagram. Are you a Christmas or Easter fan? Christmas. American accent or British accent? <laughs> American. On an aeroplane, does the middle seat get both armrests? Yes. What goes on first in the Sutton household, socks or pants? Pants. Very interesting. What comes first, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> the egg. Egg, okay. Coke or Pepsi? <laughs> Coke. Pajamas or nude? Pajamas. Pineapple on pizza? Yes. Beer or wine? Uh, See, it's different now. Um, It is. Maybe wine. Maybe wine. Want to know what's coming up on the podcast? Well, stalk us on social media. 
We're on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at The Andy Raymond. Share the love and share the posts. This is the Weekly Watch on Andy Raymond Unfiltered and it's feature interview time. This is the Weekly Watch on Andy Raymond Unfiltered and again we wind back the clock. The year is 2002. It feels so long ago. And it was Game 1 of the State of Origin series and an iconic call was born. Not Cattle Dog, Walker's on. He was on too, Chris Walker. To set it up, Chris was from the interchange in origin and New South Wales coach Phil Gould wanted his team to know and when to be mindful of the speed of Chris Walker. So trainer Nathan Brown was tasked with the job of telling the players during play. He yelled, Walker's on, Walker's on, Walker's on, repeatedly at the Blues. He kept going and going and going. Chris Walker is on, on Andy Raymond Unfiltered, mate, 18 years ago. Um, yeah, Andy, uh, mate, first of all, thank you very much for having me on. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those weird, it's one of those weird things because every everywhere I go, regardless, um, I could probably say anywhere I go in Australia because there's a lot of people that, um, you know, obviously – from the from the east east coast of Australia, you know, in Perth and that, that I I get it over there. I get it everywhere. Wow. I get it. I, I think I, I reckon I can I reckon I could safely say that I that someone says it to me if I'm out in public, um, someone will say it to me all the time. It's it's yeah, it's um yeah, it, get, it gets tossed up, it gets tossed up a fair bit, mate. But um yeah, I mean I, I don't get sick of it because you know, sort of um it sort of brings me back to playing the game and, and being yeah. involved with rugby league and obviously the, you know the fond memories of playing for Queensland and it, it just brings me straight back to that to that point so um yeah it's it's a it's a good call to have uh, against your name um I've been called a lot worse so, oh bingo um walker walkers on's not too bad mate as amusing as it is the way i look at it in all seriousness it is the absolute sign of respect from an opposition coach team and state yeah, it was. It was. Um, yeah, I sort of wore it with a, bad, a bit of a badge, badge of honour, to be honest with you, Andy. Um, you know, to, to to have the you know the best players in the you know in the world playing against each other, and you know, the, one of the probably the, the smartest um, brains um, around rugby league. Um, obviously, I'd done enough homework uh, or thought that I was enough of a threat for New South Wales players. So, um, yeah, it was a bit of a badge of honour, mate. So, um, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It's pretty cool. The funny thing is, everyone that yells it, well, ninety percent of them are probably eight fucking schooners deep, and they think you've never heard it before. <laughs> oh, oh, if I had a if I had a dollar for every time I heard it, mate, I would I would be working. So, um, yeah, but yeah, they. I've never heard that one before, mate. Yeah, keep on going, keep on going. But yeah, um, yeah, mate, eight schooners, probably about sixteen. Yeah. And they'd be welcome at the bar with us. Mate, do you have a favourite origin moment? Do you have one moment that sort of stands out above the rest? Oh, I tell you what, um, game three this year, mate, I, I could pick out a thousand of, yeah. of the, um, you know, a thousand of the, uh, the the moments, you know, Cam Munster with that little kick and chase and then put it across and, and um, over to Branko Lee and then Edric Lee scored. But, um, yeah, I think Elf coming back in 2000. Yeah, uh, and one, um, you know, was was a, was a very very big moment, especially you know going into game three it was a must win. We needed to get some pride back into the Queensland jersey. Yeah. I, I mean, there's always pride in the Queensland jersey, but we got pantsed 
in 2000 by 52 points. Uh, Wayne comes back and you know, this this series, I, I was very, I was quietly confident. I mean, we had a lot of players that were that were out injured. Um, you know, Kalen Ponger went down. David Feeder went down. You know, we, we, our stocks were running really low, yeah. but um, you know, th- this year had a 2001 feel about it. Wayne coming back into the coaching, um, you know, arena, in, you know, in in the Origin arena. Um, but you know, the, the thing that the thing that got me, Andy, was that that the players were injured. There was a lot of people out, but I I, I seriously went straight to the coaching stocks. You know, King Henry yeah, and yeah. Melbourne Inga, and then obviously, you know, Wayne was there. So. Yeah, it was. It's yeah. There's there's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of good moments in 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 the uh, in Origin history, but I, I think that you know Elf coming back in 2001 and and the way that he just dominated in that game it was it was much like Cameron Munster did this year. Yeah, great memory, mate. Club games. You had six clubs, 163 games. <laughs> Which do you consider your club? Do you still consider yourself a Bronco? Yeah, I do. I consider myself a Bronx. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I've got really good memories at other clubs. I, you know, the you know, the Roosters was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I did, did have real good memories at, at Melbourne. Obviously, I got sacked with, you know, halfway through the year. Obviously, with my drinking and everything. But um, yeah, I, I've got I've got great mates and and I've got you know great relationships at, at these other clubs. But. You know, I debuted at the Broncos. Yeah. I used to go for the Broncos as a kid. So, you know, they're my club. But, you know, in saying that, the, out of the six clubs that I did play for, I'd probably have to say that, you know, Broncos uh, and then, you know, on par would be Titans and Roosters. Mate, you mentioned the, the, the Melbourne issue. We all make blues along the way. I'm no different. Neither are you. What I've always <laughs> liked about you, you just own up. you man up straight away. I guess yeah. it's about... Life's learning curve, isn't it? And some of us, me included, are a bit slower than others. Yeah, mate, my wife. I'm 40 years old. I've been um, with my with my partner and wife for 14 years, and she, just this morning she gave me the the, uh, the whole talk. When are you going to start growing up? Yeah. You know, you're 40 years of age. I said, well, <laughs> if I haven't got, if I got to 40 and I'm still the same, well, then there's a good chance that another 40 will be the same. So. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, you got to own up to your mistakes, Andy, um, because at the end of the day, everyone's going to find out about them anyway. So um, I, I made some mistakes down there at Melbourne. I, I held a grudge, sorry, against against um, yeah, Craig Bellamy for years because yeah. um, he sacked me. But you know, that I was young, now I'm old, and I look, I reflect and I go, you know what? If you know, if I was in the same boat as what Craig was in, yeah. I would have sacked me too. Yeah. You know, I was. I was I was way off the rails in Melbourne. That's probably the loosest of loosest I've ever been. So, um, yeah, it was just a it was a difficult time in my life. I wish I could have it over again because yeah, you know, they're, they're a great organisation down there at Melbourne. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I I held I yeah you know, I held um, I held the grudge to Craig Bellamy for a long time. But yeah, you know, when I got older, I was like, you know what, I would have I would have done exactly yeah. the same thing, Chris. And yeah, you, know, you can't. He he's just a he's just a, a person that was in charge of an organisation and. Yeah, he saw that I wasn't doing the right things for the team, so he got rid of me. And yeah, that's it was, you know it was rightly to, you know right to do so. The youngest of three NRL players in the family, which is an awesome achievement in itself. But the next generation is coming. Sam's your nephew. He signed with yep. the Chookies. How would you describe yep. young Sammy as a player? Oh, mate, he's a freak. Um, he he's he's unbelievable. He's he's probably he's and. 
uh, I, I, I probably shouldn't say this, but you've asked me the question because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a proud uncle and I'm yeah. proud of all my grand, all my, um, all my um, nieces and nephews. But you now we're talking about Sam, and I'm probably being a proud uncle, like I said. But he just, just the way that he reads the game and he, he sees things, you know, two, three tackles ahead. It's, it's ridiculous. And you know, I, I hope he gets the opportunity to play, you know, first grade at the Took. So. I did hear that they were going to put him in this year, but um, yeah, he was very homesick and yep. yeah, as a as a as a seventeen year old kid going to Sydney, moving away from his family, and then COVID Jeez. hits, um, yeah, yeah he, and then and then going into the bubble, living on his own in Sydney, um, yeah, it was it was it was a little bit trying for him, so mm. um, he didn't get the opportunity to play. But I think that next year, I think that yeah, he'll he'll definitely get his opportunity, and if he stays fit. I think that we'll be, you know, we'll be probably calling Walker to Munster in, in an origin not too soon. So, uh, but yeah, he's just, he's a, he's a special talent. Gee, we expect a lot out of young playmakers in the modern game. They're under pressure at a really young age. What advice do you give to Sam? You know, you, Ben and Shane, what, what can you, what can you say to him that's going to make this journey just a little easier? Oh, we don't, I mean, you can't, the thing is about Sam, you, you can't rattle him. Um, so, you know, he backs himself. He's pretty smart at what he does. He's, he's very smart off the field. Um, you know, the only, only advice I, I get, you know, I could give that kid and not that he, not that he does listen to outside noise because he's, um, you know, he's pretty methodical with, with, with who he is and he's, uh, he doesn't get rattled. So I don't know. I, I probably talk to him more so about what not to do. Off the field, yeah. Um, that was my expertise. I mean, you know, before he left to go down to to Sydney, me, Ben, and Shane took him out for dinner, had a bit of a chat with him about what to expect. You know, what, going into a you know professional organisation like the Roosters, and mm. we gave him as much advice as we could. We didn't tell him what to do. All we did is just point him in the right direction and and said, "Mate, this is what you're going to do. This is what you expected it to do." Um, you know, and at the end of it, just back yourself when you do get an opportunity to play. He didn't play this year, obviously with COVID. Um, which is a little bit tough, like I said, for a 17, 18-year-old kid. But, um, yeah, there's no real advice that I gave him. I, I was just giving him more so what not to do off the field um, because that can bring you unstuck at any time. Always a pleasure, Walks. Chat soon. Great man. Cheers, brother. Hey, this Saturday, the 28th of November, if you're free around Brisbane and want to check out something super cool and super different – The Speedway Bikes have an enormous meeting on. If you've listened to the Legend series throughout, episode 10 was with a young fella called Darcy Ward. You'll have a bit of an understanding of what it's all about if you've listened to the Ward interview. In my opinion, it is the greatest show on two wheels. Racing is a former three-time world champion and good mate of ours, Jason Crump. It's on at the McDoohan Raceway, not far from the Brisbane airport. It's a really good night out. No reason, just a fart sound effect. It's late at night, I'm tired, I'm editing and needed a laugh or a beer and the fridge is empty. This is the Weekly Watch on Andy Raymond, unfiltered and dropping in all the way from Northern England. Well, he's got nothing else to do because they're all back in lockdown. <laughs> it is the legend himself, Kenny Edwards. What a crazy year, especially for you guys playing UK Super League. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks for having me, big fella. Um, 
big, been a big fan of yours for, for a few years, my whole time in the NRL. Big fan, and um, no, it's good to see your face, mate. Good to see a smile on your face. Thank you, Legend. Six months of lockdown, and now back into it, mate. You've got kids over there. Um, how difficult has it been? Man, um, this time around is not too bad, but the first time, yeah, like you said, we're in lockdown for six months, so... Oh. And the, the worst thing about it was um, at the start, the Prime Minister come on, on TV and put us in lockdown. He said it was like going to be three weeks. We're in lockdown for three weeks. And then at the end of that three weeks, everyone thought we were getting out of lockdown or whatever. It just, like, it just, he just kept putting it back and back and back. Like it was, he didn't put a time on it saying, look, we're going to be in yeah. lockdown for a month. We're going to be in lockdown for three months. He just kept putting us back and back. Every, like, every two weeks, he'd come on and just extend it. And ended up going for six months. And I think, like, man, a lot of people went crazy, eh? How tough is it with the, the young kids, mate? Because, you know, the, the young ones don't understand what COVID is. They don't understand what lockdown is. And they want to just yeah. go and do their normal stuff. Yeah. For my kids, they were cheering because they, they uh, love being off school. So, um, <laughs> like, because all the schools were closed. So my son, he was cheering. But, um, mate, it, it was good. We got in a routine, like, you know, we, we, we set a routine up. And it was really good, um, to be fair. Um, we're like, you know, in the mornings we'll get up and clean the whole house and mate, it was really, we went a bit overboard. I think everyone did at that time, like yeah. with the whole cleaning thing, like thinking, looking back now, like we're going around spraying and wiping every handle we used and every single morning, you know, we're doing that. And so that's what we're doing every morning and we set them up in a good routine. If you're enjoying Andy Raymond Unfiltered, give us some love. Go to Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening and subscribe to the podcast. Then whack in a five-star rating and a review. As random and weird-ass as you like, Funniest Weekly Review wins an unfiltered trucker's hat. Yeah, bribery. Get to it, legends. Yeah, it's that easy. Leave a review and one reviewer wins a hat every week. This week's winner is... Well, this week's winner is really Greg Norman. What about that photo of him, his dog, and his driver? What the... But the winner of the hat is the reviewer that went by the name of Bus. Thanks, Bus, and thank you for your lovely words. Get in touch, and we will send out a hat. Got a thought to leave you with. The NRL is after a new referee's boss for 2021. My suggestion, Russell Coit. Russell fucking Coit. He's the man to fix it, because if he can't fix it, no one can. And that's us for another week on The Weekly Watch. We hope you enjoyed it. It is time to go back to the real world. Have a good one, legends. And don't forget to back Pikey in the last. Right at home, Willie!